Mr. Walton, did you make contact with Alien? Were you taken to another planet, to a mothership? How did they communicate with... Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. State near the Great Lakes. It's Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. We're live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Rolling in a few minutes late here. Sorry about that. We're working on the new website for the Fringe FM, trying to get it updated. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's getting much closer. I'm hoping to have it done by the weekend, but kind of looked up and lost track of time there. So my apologies, but it's important. We're going to get the new website up, and it's amazing. Seriously. Um, I've been working on the tech side of this stuff, but as far as the design goes, um, Amandala has been putting in a ton of work into that thing too. So it's like we're working on things, right? So it's Thursday here. I think it's the 10th. Yeah. The 10th on into the 11th. Good night. It feels like it was December the 1st the other day. So here's the thing. Um, I got a real warm, special thank you to, I have to send out because you know that we, uh, put out a uh, fundraiser for the new PC and equipment and James Halcito came through and then we had another person come through. I just don't think um, I would be able to, I just have to thank this person. The weird thing is, is I thought the person's name was uh, 
um, Brendan. And I went back and looked, and it's Azriel. I don't want to say your last name, but Brenda is is uh, who this is. I can't. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't want to give people away. But listen, Brenda, thank you so much for helping. Um, and it was a rather. Uh, it was enough of a donation to get it done. I'll put it that way. So we don't have to worry about the PC. We're going to be upgrading that. And once again, like the void walkers pulled through. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Like that was really awesome of you, all of you. I don't know what, what to say actually. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I get all lumpy, man. When I talk about this stuff, so, uh, I want to kind of get the show done here. Um, so it's obvious, like right now, this is going to be the topic tonight. So um, we're at like a global turning point, and we're also kind of at the time when there's a major astrological transition coming through, and, you know, people are talking about the age of Aquarius. If this is like a real thing, if this is actually the age of Aquarius, I don't know. Not sure. I wonder, because that changes a lot. Doesn't it seem like astrologers are always saying, even Jeff was on the other day saying, well, it's it could be a different, um, it could be the age of Aquarius, but I don't think so. It's this or that. It's like, that's so confusing to me. But I, I still know that the, tr the, the conjunction that's happening is going to be happening in the sign of Aquarius. And this is a big deal, right? Because Aquarius is the water bearer. There's a massive mythological story behind this, too. It's pretty much when you come into your 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 solar energy that where actually you come into your highest self, you know, your solar self or your star self, or it kind of corresponds with the sun, too, in a way. But there's a balancing of uh, of these energies. It's actually an air sign, too, believe it or not. So... I don't really want to go deep into that story. I'm, you can look up the mythology. You can look up exactly. I'll tell you what you really should look up. You should look up, look up what um, you should look up what that really means in the tarot. That would help you out a lot. That would help us all out, actually. But anyways, I'm digressing here. So this idea that we have, you remember when I was talking about the, the, the triangle thing where we have this... Uh, idea of a savior and the idea of the perpetrator, the savior and the perpetrator. So the age of Aquarius gives us this idea that we need a savior. You know, someone save us. I need a savior, someone to save me. Now, what? here's the ironic thing about that. Most people just need love in their life. That's really it. And then and they need to learn to love themselves. But why do we lean on the idea of a savior so much? I think it's because when we go through struggles, and I think this is what we're going to be realizing as these two planets collide. I dropped um, a tarot reading in the tarot chat, too, from Gregory Scott that talks. You can actually see this in a way. It's kind of different, though, but in a way. Um... So we go through these struggles and then we focus on the pain of our struggles. But instead of learning from our struggles to change our own environment, the world around us, what we want in our life, 
and look at them as blessings. And I'm telling you, if you really look deeply into everything that you've been through, it's a blessing. The road that led you to where you are and the people that are in your life, the situations in your life, the relationships you have now, the career stuff that you're going through now, everything. It all led to where you are. Now, the problem is, is if that led you to a point of suffering or whatever that's causing you pain, then it's really easy to look at the world as a bad place and say that, look what's happening to me. This is terrible. Other people have this and I don't have this. It's easy to do that. And then look, it's natural. It's understandable. Hurts a little, doesn't it? Or you could say, look who I am now. After everything that I've been through, I'm still here. I've still managed to live. I can still laugh and everything is possible. I'm a stronger person because of it. I know it doesn't feel that way sometimes, but I got to tell you, it's, that is a better, that is a much better way of looking at things because it's going to generate good things in your life. Again, the, the major triad of life that we're trying to manifest through spirituality is happiness. And for most people, if we're being honest with ourselves, happiness is good health, wealth and abundance in whatever form that means to you, and good loving relationships. As if you have that stuff, you have, hap you, you have happiness. It's pretty simple. It's not that hard to understand. But the pain that comes from not having those things, that when you focus on that, it really causes a longing for a savior, right? So does the age of Aquarius imply that a savior is coming to save us? Or does it imply for us and our own consciousness to see that we really truly are divine beings from a divine realm we're more than our physical bodies, that this is just a journey, and no matter what, just like that tarot reading says in chat, no matter what circumstance you're in, you can try to make it better. You can do what you have to do to keep moving forward, to reach your goals. You're always going to be in either a good or bad or mediocre circumstance. I think when you get into that triad, of the savior perpetrator, look, the mirror, it's like a triangular mirror and you're on one end and you look one way and you need the savior and you look the other way to the other angle and that angle represents your, the perpetrator. Everything is so polar, right? Even when bad things happen to you, you start thinking about uh, the worst outcome of everything. When good things happen to you, you expect the best in perfection all the time. What you're basically what we're doing is we're emotionally terrorizing ourselves and other people because we're doing it to ourselves, but that doesn't matter. I mean, you have to take care of yourself in on the inside first, you know. I think once you realize that you'll meet the right people in your life, you'll also be in the right circumstances that are gonna heal that. But what, what is a loving relationship? What is a good career? 
what is health and all all of this stuff changes for people throughout their life and you know sometimes people ask me about i know uh someone asked me the other day to read an astrology for a couple you know do the two charts and put them together and everything that takes a long time it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of lot it's a lot but we get stuck on the idea that, the, that when we look at our astrology chart, I think we're, we're born this way. This is who we are. Yeah, it is who you are. Inherently, it's who you are. But these uh, energies, these planets and signs and archetypes and mythologies and everything that's happening to you is moving in your life to get you to grow with those energies. So I'm a big believer in evolutionary astrology. You're always going to have your birth chart inside you that's always going to be a part of you. And the good things that came with that, that you were born with, I believe you should enhance, take care of. You don't have to make excuses for who you are because the way you are affects other people. You don't have to explain yourself to people. If you do, then that's your choice. You really don't have to do anything but accept yourself and love yourself for who you are and see the best in yourself. Right? So I think that that's happening right now to a lot of people. And it doesn't really matter what is happening, what circumstance is happening for, I guess, this conjunction to show you that you have to nourish yourself. And by nourishing yourself, you also nourish the things that are around you. You also nourish life. It's a balancing act. It truly is. Yeah. Aquarius pours out water into earth to nourish existing creation and is left with empty vessels to refill. How do you refill the vessel? You don't, I mean, sorry, I think I'm losing my voice or something, but the thing is, is, is learning to love by loving yourself, but by loving others and letting that perpetuate into the physical world through the energy of, you know, this water energy. It's kind of funny, too, because Aquarius is an air sign, right? But what does that have to do with water? Well, water also corresponds to the lunar realm and the emotional realm and the lunar realm of dreams and symbolism and the astral realm so basically, it's when air and water come together. It's a big alchemical symbolism, too. It doesn't even show air on the, on the tarot card, though. Not really. But it's a big alchemical symbol. When you first start learning to listen to the spirit inside of you, and then it pours out into the physical world, into your body, into the earth, you really start paying attention to what is good for you, and how to love others, what you're here to do, your purpose, everything. Everything that your soul sent you here to do. 
And you don't have to look for a savior because that savior is inside you. And when we learn through our own struggles, it allows us to create what's needed to change the world around us. And that perpetuates a better world and we evolve as beings. Because you, you know that song, this is the age of Aquarius, the whole thing, and they everybody speaks and talks about it as if it's the, uh, an instant utopia, but it's not really going to be an instant utopia. It's going to be more about breaking a major cycle in society of expanding and evolving in your soul to do what you came here to do. Everybody right now is being asked in some form or fashion to listen to your soul, to listen to what's inside you, your intuition, that water, right? Your intuition, your emotions, the stuff that don't make sense, the stuff that's pulling you in one direction when your mind's telling you something else. And that we've been, that's been pulling on us all the way up until this conjunction. Some of us are going to change. Some of us are going to lose big things that, you know, that seem, could, it just seems devastating because it's going to change so much. Others are going to change with ease. <laughs> Regardless, change is coming. And this month, I believe Jeff is right, like there's going to be some drama on a global scale. I'm just waiting for it to happen. And there's probably going to be drama, even microscopically in our lives a little bit. But it's here to teach us what we have to do. Like, where do you need to make a stand in your life? Or where do you need to go? What initiations do you still need to go through? You can't go back to the old way because you're not that person anymore. There's nothing about you that's ever going to stay the same while you're here. I mean, it will for a little while and you'll grow. And people grow regardless through health, wealth, relationships, right? We all grow and we all change. And when we get in struggle, a lot of times we need help, and that's okay. That's, that's okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to receive it. I can't tell you how hard that is for me to ask for help sometimes. It's hard. But you have to give it back. Give, receive. You know, like if you look at the tarot card, there's, you can see that too. You have to appreciate what you do have. Learn to love who you are and what you do have right now. And if you want to increase the, something or you want to change, do it. I know it sounds simple, but I'm telling you, like, I'm pretty exhausted from talking about all this because we've been talking about this for months now. Like, I see so much talent in everybody that I talk to especially you, Void Walkers, like I see each and every one of you have something to offer. And it's not small. But to get you to see it, you'll never see it through the wanting of a Savior. You have to see it in yourself. Your higher self's been talking to you the whole time. It's just like it's been talking to me. Like I'm going through the same thing. 
I'm not preaching at you. I'm going through the same thing. Um, it's pretty heavy. It's pretty personal. It's it's so personal. I can't talk about it. That's pretty big, right? <laughs> because I usually talk about it a lot, but it is one of the heaviest transitions initiations I've ever went through in my entire life. Probably it could be the heaviest before it's all over with. And so I'm very grateful for the things that have come into my life up to this point, regardless of my struggles and my pain, no matter how deep it was, long it was, how many years it took, whatever, it led me to this point. And I really feel like I'm going to be a more authentic soul when this is all over with. It's not the end, but it's it's a big cycle break for me. And a few other people I know, too. It's so heavy that the weight of it, just thinking about it, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, too. It's just like, it's almost like being able to exhale, but it's hard to believe, too. Like, it's that heavy of a cycle. I wish I could get detailed about it, but I really can't. I, I mean... There's people that have called me and told me that, hey, I had this for 35 years, and it's gone. I don't even know what to do. I don't know, like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with my life. But the whole way up to that point, something was telling them, this, you know, it's time to move in a different direction. You're not happy. Let's do this thing. Do what you came here to do. And we all ignore it, don't we? Like until it's too, until, not until it's too late, but we all ignore it until something happens. Either way, it's all okay. You just got to realize that you're, um, I don't, I can't define God. I don't know what God is. I don't know uh, any of this stuff. Like I could, I can't define any of this for you. But what I can say is I intuitively know in my heart and based on all of the conscious, um, all of the conscious practices I've done and spiritual journeys I've taken, that whatever created you loves you more than you can imagine, and you are a part of it, and it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's everything that I've been through, like, and all of the stuff I've studied and talked about and everything. That's what I know deep down for a fact. And I think that's kind of what faith is all about. Anyways, our guest tonight is going to be coming on, Dick Larson. And uh, he's a counselor with a background in education and business. He's from Minnesota. He was also in the Air Force. And uh, he's going to talk to us about difficult times. Uh, but this cosmic cycle that's happening now and interesting guy we'll be right back we're going to bring our guest on uh if you want to join our chat room you can at the fringe.fm forward slash chat room and you'll be able to join our discord server there pretty cool stuff pretty cool people the best people on the planet stay Alex. with us hello anybody home 
This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Things are going to be changing soon at NASA. NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine, one of my favorite people to talk about, will not be staying on as head of the space agency. According to Aviation Weekly, Bridenstine stated, The right question here is what's in the best interest of NASA as an agency and what's in the best interest of America's exploration program. Bridenstine continued, For that, what you need is somebody who has a close relationship with the President of the United States. You need somebody who is trusted by the administration, including the Office of Management and Budget, the National Space Council, and the National Security Council. And I think I would not be the right person for the new administration, Bridenstine said on November 8th. The NASA administrator is hopeful for the Artemis mission. We're in a good position as a country, he said. If you look at the bipartisan and apolitical support we have for members of Congress on both sides of the aisle, there is strong support for Artemis, Bridenstine said. NASA announced its Artemis program, which now aims to send the first woman and the next man to the moon by 2024. The program also aims to establish a sustainable human presence on the lunar surface by 2028. The last time humans were on the moon was 1972. Traditionally, it was taught that men hunted and women gathered food. Well, according to an article in National Geographic, prehistoric female hunter discovery upends gender role assumptions. In 2018, Randall Hawes, an archaeologist at the University of California, Davis, and his team excavated the remains of an over 9,000-year-old skeleton. The remains appear to be of a really great hunter, according to Hawes. The rem- Further analysis revealed it was indeed an ancient female hunter and was not an anomaly. The team's find was followed by a review of previously studied burials of similar age throughout the Americas, and it was revealed that between 30 and 50 percent of big game hunters could have been biologically female. I'd say 30 to 50 percent is a high percentage. Interesting. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Let's do this thing. Our guest is here with us, Dick Larson. Welcome back to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. And Dick Larson is a counselor with a background in education and business, a native of Minnesota. 
There was duty in the United States Air Force that ultimately landed Dick in the Los Angeles area. And he addresses the issue of the ageless wisdom teachings, meditation, and practical spirituality in everyday life. He's been a guest on radio talk shows, nation, uh, talk shows nationwide, co-hosted a radio program, and produced and hosted a series of public access television shows that currently air around the nation. Now, in these difficult times, he sees great hope in the new cosmic cycle of life on the planet Earth and tries to help others see the same. Larson shares the strong convictions about the future and that we are now in a very special time of world change. Newly unfolding consciousness that is going on right now that will lead humanity out of the current chaos and frustration. And he says that this is a time that offers tremendous opportunities for personal growth and positive transformation in our world community and in everyday aspect of our lives. And I totally agree with that. Thank you, uh, Mr. Larson, for coming on. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you, Joe. Good to be here. Tell me about this uh, this conjunction. Now, now I'm I'm big into astrology, but I can definitely feel these energies. I'm experiencing experiencing it with the people that are closest to me in my life. I have people that contact me in my life that are going through just a massive change. It doesn't necessarily mean struggle, but for sure, everybody is going through a personal change and growth right now, regardless of what's happening out there. I think I really like how you look at things, but Tell me, is this a, like, do you believe this is a predestined thing? It's a natural cycle and time that we're in right now? I do, Joe, and I, and I and love talking about it. Before I do that, I'd just like to tell your audience two things that I, that I like to let audiences know ahead of time. And the first thing is I ask your audience, please don't believe a word I say. Because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to convince your audience that what I say is true. I'm not here to argue with anybody. I'm just here to give out my information. And if 10 or 20 or 30% of it makes sense to people um, or is useful in their lives, I'll be very happy with that. The second thing I'd like them to know is people always ask me, what's the source of your information? Well, the source of my information is, as you said, Joe, something called the Ageless Wisdom Teachings. Now, the Ageless Wisdom is an ancient, ancient philosophy as old as humanity. It's not a religion. It's a philosophy as old as humanity. And over time, more of this philosophy has been revealed. It's an esoteric philosophy. What esoteric means is hidden. It's been hidden from humanity until we're ready to understand parts of it, and then parts of it are given to us as we're ready. You know, Joe, you say on your website, I search that which has been made hidden as part of a family of explorers of consciousness. This is part of the big part of life that's been hidden from humanity until we were ready to understand it. The last two teachers of the Ageless Wisdom are a woman named Alice A. Bailey, who wrote about 20 books in the 1930s and 40s. A few of them are pretty difficult to understand. Um, and the most recent one is a man named Benjamin Krem, spelled C-R-E-M-E. -E. He's from London. Uh, he passed away a few years ago in his 90s, but I knew Benjamin Krem very well, spent a lot of time with him, and he has about 17 books on Amazon. I'm not here to sell books, but if you're interested in more information about what I have to say tonight, one good source are the books by Benjamin Krem. They're very easy to understand. They're sold basically at cost, so people can afford them, and um, he's the primary source for the information that I'll be giving people tonight. Now, you talked about new energies, and you're absolutely right, Joe. Um, 
there's a thing that happens in with our solar system and our planet, and it's it's not astrological, it's astronomical. It's about the movement of heavenly bodies throughout cosmos. And our planet and our solar system come into alignment. We're surrounded by 12 huge, very powerful constellations. And we call those constellations the zodiac. Well, they're around our solar system and our planet. And periodically, we come closer to each one of these one at a time than any of the others. And so we come into alignment with these constellations one at a time, and we're bombarded by their energy. And their energy is set up to help us evolve, to help us learn and grow, to help the planet move forward and humanity move forward. And for the last 2,000 years, we have been in alignment with the great constellation Pisces. Now, when we're in alignment, we say we are in the age of whatever that constellation is. We've been in the age of Pisces for 2,000 years. And whenever we move into a new age, we get a great teacher that is sent to bring the revelation to humanity for that age. Well, 2,000 years ago, that, there were actually two. The Buddha came, and then 500 years later was the great teacher, Jesus. The Buddha taught the wisdom of God. Jesus taught the love of God. That was the big message for for Pisces. And, you know, there, if, if you're familiar with the Christian Bible, any of your listeners, they'll know there's all kinds of these fish analogies in the Bible. He fed the crowd with fish. I'll make you fishers of men and, and so on. There's two symbols for Christianity, the cross and the fish. Well, the reason it's the fish is because he was the teacher who came to inaugurate the age of Pisces. He knew what he was doing. He knew that's what he was doing. Well, now it's been 2,000 years, and we're moving, starting in the, the astronomers, by the way, call this process the precession of the equinox. And, and they're very aware of this. And now in 1625, we started moving out of the influence of Pisces. And in 1675, we started moving into alignment with the next constellation, which is Aquarius. It goes backwards from the astrology that you read in the newspapers. Um, Aquarius, so now we're halfway between. We're receiving energies from Pisces and we're receiving energies from Aquarius and they're very different energies. And that's what you're probably sensing is these, these very different energies. Now the problem is the Piscean energies are leaving and the Aquarian energies are coming in and whenever that happens, we have chaos on the planet. So we're going through a transitionary period into the new energies of Aquarius. I'll tell you something really important about that. Pisces, the two primary energies of Pisces were individuality. Man has come out of the herd in the last 2,000 years and dedication to an ideal. It was dedication to the ideal of freedom that saved the world in World War I and World War II. Well, now we're moving into Aquarius and those energies are, do not support individual power, individual strength. They support group action. Yeah, so now what yeah. humanity is supposed to do is take these well-developed individuals through Pisces and put them to work for the whole group. Aquarian energy supports group action. That's why people marching in the streets could save our health care program because it was group action and it had Aquarian energy behind them. So that's the new energies that are coming in, Joe, and they're uh, cooperation and synthesis. You're going to see a lot of work done through groups 
in this new age. It's a it's a wonderful time to be alive because we're here, I think, we're here to help the transition, to help turn things around on this planet. Man, that makes a lot of sense. That makes so much sense because, you know, even I remember in the 90s how there was this daunting feeling and it's, it was total like Pisces energy, right? Even even the music industry would would play music, rock and alternative music of, you know, being in your depression and pain and feeling the nostalgia <laughs> of all that stuff, you know? Yes. Um, but there's beautiful Pisces energy too when it comes to like romantic ideas and things like that. So it's an idea of romanticism, but also, you know, being okay with your depression and pain and that kind of just like blew into the 2000s. And it's like, you know what? I, I never liked that. I always wanted people to... I, well, I got, I love the music, honestly, but I always wanted yeah. people just to like, why can't we just all come together? It'd be so much easier if we come together. That's what I always thought. And Bingo. that doesn't matter in anything, career, relationships, love, yes. whatever. It's so simple, yes. you know? Yes. Yes, it is. It is. We need to start taking care of each other. We need to start listening to each other better. We need to start you know, this pandemic has, has helped us realize that when people in one part of the world are suffering, we can't ignore them anymore because right. it's going to affect the whole world just like that pandemic has. You know, it's a great example of that. And we need to start taking better care of each other. We need to pay better attention to each other. I'll tell you something. Benjamin Krem was, was taught how to be in contact with one of the members of our spiritual kingdom, they're, they're called ascended masters or the masters of the wisdom, the spiritual hierarchy, because even in the spiritual kingdom, beings are at different levels of evolution. Um, the kingdom of souls, the lords of compassion, there's lots of names for these great beings. There are 63 of them, senior members of our spiritual kingdom that have been the inspiration for humanity behind the scenes over the ages. We know these, they're, they're people, Joe, like us, who have perfected themselves. They're perfected human beings. They've gone through evolution over and over and over through the law of rebirth, um, reincarnation. Their soul is picked up a new body each time and that's what happens we pick up where we left off in our last lifetime so the soul remembers where we were mm. and then it takes a new body until we've learned all the lessons planet earth has to teach us well they have and they then you become a member of the spiritual kingdom it's where we're all going and these are great beings like confucius krishna buddha muhammad Jesus, Joan of Arc is one of the great masters now. Mary, the, that was the mother of Jesus, is one of the great masters. There are 63 of these great beings in, in the kingdom. Well, Benjamin Krem was taught how to be in contact with one of them on a very regular basis, 24-7. And that's where he got his information. People always ask that. Well, Benjamin Krem he, he was in contact with one of the masters. By the way, they're called masters because they're masters over themselves, right. not because they're masters over us. <laughs> well, <laughs> Benjamin Krem's master said that even the president of the United States would no longer be one person. It would be a panel of wise people. Now, that makes sense to me. That's the effect, the group effect of Aquarian energies. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, because I think what you're talking about, about listening to people, like actually listening and having empathy and compassion and trying to yes. understand uh, and taking the time and patience to understand and connection and love, that's what 
And if that's what evolves people. It, nothing else. I, this, all this stuff to me, you know, uh, politics and corporations and banks and war and uh, be, become this massive independent individual and I don't need nobody. This is not, this is not evolution to me. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Not at all. Evolution is about learning and growing. And humanity has had so many chances to learn lessons over the decades and over the eons. And we've failed to learn many of them, you know, and so they keep coming back and hitting us in the face. You know, um, we, we just this whole idea of being in control, having enough money and enough stuff to have power. Um, that whole thing has just destroyed humanity and the planet we live on. You know, it's it's the 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 greed of especially a certain section of humanity um, has really, really caused a lot of problems. Now, something else that's causing problems is every institution, Joe, that we have has been built with Piscean energy, whether it's healthcare or education or the religions or you, you go down, you name any of them, the government. Um, every institution that we have has been built with Piscean energy, and Piscean energy is being withdrawn. These institutions have served humanity for 2,000 years, about, and now they're collapsing. Why? Because they don't have any energy supporting them anymore. They can't do anything but collapse. We can throw all the money we want at education. It's still not going to do the job. The government is not adequately representing the people. The healthcare system is in, in desperate need for of help right now. And the financial system is bouncing all over the place. None of this stuff is working anymore because the energy that built it is being withdrawn. And what we need to do, Joe, and, and we're going to get some help. There are great teachers coming to help us make suggestions, and we have to do the work because we made the mess. <laughs> yeah, right. They're, they're going to teach us how to rebuild these great institutions with the energy and the ideas of cooperation and working together. And when we do that, they will change. Yes, they will evolve. It'll be a little different. People hate change, but it's going to happen. And then they will serve humanity for the next 2,000 years. So that's part of why we're here. We're here, I think. See, my parents were here to defeat Hitler and save the world in World War II. And those women went to factories and went to work. The men went to war knowing full well they could probably die. They did it because that's what they were here for. You know, each generation brings in those who are needed for the time. They were here to save the world um, from Hitler and Mussolini and the Japanese generals in World War II. We're here, I think, for this purpose. We're here to see the light when it appears to us, because these teachers are going to appear on the planet with us. Their leader will come first, and he's already here in a physical body. I'll tell you more about that. But they're going to make suggestions, and we're going to say there's going to be enough of us to say, you know what, that makes sense. I think I want to help out here. And we're going to start turning this planet around and making it the wonderful, loving, trusting place it should be with justice for everybody. You know, we talk about justice for all, but we don't have it. So th that's why I think we're here. This is an exciting time to be alive. We're going to see changes in our lifetime that you can't even imagine. I believe that. For I, I really yeah. do believe that. I, I can feel that too. But but I gotta I gotta tell you, you know, 
on the Judeo-Christian kind of um, ideas about this are going to say that this is the Antichrist, not the Savior coming, right? So this whole idea of of why, why do we need a Savior to come, I wonder sometimes. And people look at that as like... It, every time something good happens, it could be the Antichrist. Well, people are always looking for the Antichrist or what's going to happen in Revelations. And it's like, I think in, in a way that that kind of creates those types of things too because we focus on it so much. When I think it's just a deep metaphor for alchemy inside of us, you know. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious what you think about that. Well, I'm glad you brought it up, Joe, because it is. It's a thought that everybody has when they hear about a great teacher that might be useful to humanity. Um, So here's what the Ageless Wisdom has to say about the teacher for our age and about the Antichrist. And again, this, this teaching has been hidden until the 1930s and 40s when Alice Bailey started writing about it because we weren't ready to really handle it yet. Okay. Um, the Antichrist, let's start with that. The Antichrist, according to the Ageless Wisdom, I'm not asking anybody to believe this. Please remember that. <laughs> I'm just telling you in case you're interested. The Antichrist, the Ageless Wisdom says, is an energy, not a person. It's an energy that's released through one or more people to break down, it has a purpose, to break down the old system and pave the way for the new. Now, it was released through Nero 2,000 years ago. There's an old saying, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Nero, single-handed, he was an evil man, persecuted, especially the Christians, something fierce. Um, And and he single-handedly destroyed the great Roman Empire and paved the way for Christendom. If you read, I used to teach adult Bible study. If you read St. John's book of Revelation, where it says the, the beast 666, There'll be a footnote if it's a good study Bible. Study Bibles have a lot of footnotes. I have two, and they have the same footnote. The footnote says numerology was big back then, and every letter stood for a number. And the footnote says 666 are the total numbers in the name Caesar Nero. Nero was the beast 666. The Antichrist energy was released through him, destroyed the Roman Empire, and paved the way for Christendom. Then, during our time, I have good news. The Ageless Wisdom has good news for everybody. The Antichrist for our time has come and gone. And if you think about it, you'll know exactly who it was. It was Hitler. Hitler was incredibly evil. He said he fooled people for a couple decades, saying he was going to build this perfect Aryan society. He tried to conquer the world and was ultimately defeated by the Allied forces. It was released through Hitler, Mussolini, and a couple of the Japanese generals to break down the current system and pave the way for the teacher for the age of Aquarius. Well, what what the masters didn't see, we have free will. Humanity has free will. We always have had. It's sacred. That's how we grow. We learn from our choices. The goal isn't to always choose right. The goal is to always learn from our choice. We can learn from a wise choice. We can learn from a poor choice. Mm -hmm. The goal is to learn from the choices. That's why we have free will, to choose and learn. Well, um, what happened was 
the masters always know what the end result's going to be, but they don't know the timing because we have free will and it kind of puts us in charge of the timing. So rather than the teacher being able to come forward right at the end of the war, boom, we went right into the Cold War and they didn't realize we were going to do that. And the Cold War slowed everything down, held everything back until just a, about a decade ago or so. And so now the teacher is working on coming forward. And that teacher is not Jesus. The teacher for the age of Aquarius has a personal name. His personal name is Maitreya. Maitreya is Sanskrit, means the happy one, the one who brings joy. And he is the world teacher for the age of Aquarius. But he doesn't come alone. Jesus comes with him. And as I understand it from the Aegis Wisdom, Jesus' job is to get the Christian church back on track. All the major religions have lost their way. They've all got all kinds of man-made dogma and rules that were never intended to be there. And so Jesus, this is the last pope. Jesus will take his rightful place on St. Peter's throne at the head of the Roman Catholic Church and the Christian Church, largest religion in the world. And Jesus will take his place at the head of the Christian Church, and he will teach. He will get the church back on track to its original teachings. The church was meant to teach and to heal. They've done a terrible job of teaching and almost no healing at all. That's all going to change. And the people that are worried about Maitreya being the Antichrist, ignore him. Just listen to Jesus. Now, Jesus is here now. That's my information. He's in a physical body, a male body. He's living on the outskirts of Rome. And the Pope and a couple of cardinals around the Pope know he's here. They've been asked not to say anything because if the Pope says Jesus is here, most Roman Catholics, at least, are going to believe that, and a lot of other Christians. And that goes against our free will. We have to recognize him when he comes forward on TV and radio, and we see him and we hear him, and we feel his energy in our hearts, the energy of love in our hearts. It's up to us to recognize him. And, and once we do, once he senses that, then he will start to teach. He will say, okay, yes, I am here. I'm back. He gave a hint in the Christian Bible when he would return. There's a little vignette in the Bible. Your, your Christian listeners will be familiar with this. There's a little vignette where Jesus sends his disciples into town. He says, look for a man carrying a pot of water, inquire yeah. within, and rent that upper room where we will have our meeting and our, the, and the, our dinner. The water bearer, right, yeah, totally. The symbol for Aquarius is the man carrying a pot of water. Now, it was very easy to find a man carrying a pot of water in those days because only women carried water. The only men that carried water worked for a hotel. So he went, they found the man carrying a pot of water. They rent, went into the hotel, rented the room. That's That was his hint. There's so much symbolism in the Bible that we don't understand yet. It's yeah. going to get explained. It's very exciting. That, but there's one little symbol right there of the symbol for Aquarius. He gave a hint when he would return. Well, my information is he's here now. He's in a body. He can't be killed. Um, he doesn't need to sleep or eat. Um, and the same with the world teacher. Now, the world teacher made his own body. And he he can't be killed, doesn't need to eat or sleep either. The, the masters work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, they never rest. They're always working. But now they're going to be walking amongst us. 
and making suggestions. They can't just wave a magic wand, Joe, and make everything better because it's not their mess. The law of karma, which is the law of action, and scientists call it the law of action and reaction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. In the West, we call it the law of cause and effect. It's all the same thing, karma. And we made the mess out of this planet, so now we have to clean it up. We have to do the work, but they will make suggestions. And Maitreya said, there's about 2 million people that are ready to follow my suggestions. And that's more than the critical mass needed to start turning this planet around. Wow, this is some pretty big stuff, man. I got some questions for sure. Yeah, oh, it's like, huge. Yeah, um, so uh, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we, we have to take a top of the hour break here. But what we'll do is uh, okay. we'll open the phone lines up, too, if anybody's got any questions at one 800 888 uh, if you want to, I guess, look at something for reference, you could probably, you can grab the Ageless Wisdom if you want. That's, uh, you can get that on Kindle for like 99 cents, but I'm sure Benjamin Krim's book is for sale there too. So, uh, interesting stuff. I do, before we go into the break, I remember, I don't remember too much. I know I read this once, but I, I, didn't he say that, um, that esotericism and occultism was essentially the same thing, but esotericism was like, um, the the knowledge of this thing and the occultism was how to bring it about or, or something like that. Like, I remember maybe that was him. I don't know. Yeah, they're almost interchangeable, the two words. There's a difference between cult and occult. Occult means hidden. Right, Occult yeah. means a group of blind followers, you know. Right, right. Whole different deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. they are. Well, they're almost interchangeable. We'll be right back, guys. one 800 If you got any questions, feel free to call in. And uh, more Lighting the Void coming up. Stay with us. Hey, this is No Way Jose, a Northern California Piscean stuck in the Arizona desert. I'm a void walker and I got the shoes to prove it. So what do I do when my soul yearns to delve deep into the realm of the unknown? I aim my satellite straight into the night sky and catch a smooth ride on the KTLKDB radio waves. I tune into Lighting the Void with Joe Root on the French FM. Joe, Lighting the Void is the best show on the planet. This is Barney, your friend from Facebook. Thank you and all the crew for all you do. Namaste, my friend. This is Macon from the Foothills of North Carolina, and I am a board walker. G'day, board walkers. This is Lily from Down Under Australia. The world may be small, but enigma is great. So let your curiosity take you for a journey with Joe Root. Hey, this is V, coming in from Central Maryland, and I am a void walker. This is Kevin Doherty. A beginner void walker. I'm from Vancouver, BC. I know a little about a lot, you know, as Leonard Skinner said, I guess the rest. I learned a lot from uh, Mr. Root in the show. And I uh, heard it from the beginning. I knew right then he was going to be a new art bell. Thanks for all your uh, shows and keep it up. 
Hey, this is Derek from Mass, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, and I'm a Void Walker. This is Mark from Chicago, and I walk the void to ascertain what is consciousness. My name is Jared Johnson, and I'm from Humboldt County, California. I do not know all the answers to the questions about reality. I do not claim to know the ultimate truth about life. I seek that which has been made hidden as a part of a family of explorers of consciousness. I'm a void walker. Thanks, Jaru. This is Barbara Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Uh, who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you you can email me barb.eft at gmail.com and EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. Reach out to me. It's confidential. This works. You won't believe the results. Have you heard of heavy metals? Yeah! I'm not talking about the heavy metals in the junkyard. I'm talking about the heavy metals that build up in your body. Heavy metals in your body can make you feel sluggish, fatigued, and just plain off. Why not try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com? Cleansing your body and making you feel great. <sighs> Cleansing the inside of your body of intruders that sneak their way into you and set up an intruder camp. Life Change Tea helps remove unwanted intruder camps. Brew it, steep it, and drink in the results. Tastes great so you can create a new health habit. Our tea loves to help people just needs the chance. So order yours today by logging on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Our Life Change Super Strength Tea is waiting. This could be a beautiful relationship. Take charge of your health. Order at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. The Fringe FM isn't just a radio station. We also provide services for all your audio production needs. If you're interested in live radio or pre-recorded podcasts, we're here to help. We even do audio enhancements and voiceovers if needed. If you want to do a podcast or live radio show and even want the option to syndicate on terrestrial radio from simple audio file enhancement to live production and call screening, we have you covered. We have worked with some of the best professionals in the business in order to provide coaching instruction for content creation, show structure, and more. Contact The Fringe Digital Media for more at info at thefringe.fm. That's info at thefringe.fm. Or call 501-777-5631 for a consultation. From the kingdom of Arkansas, you are listening to Joe Root and Lighting the Void here on The Fringe FM. 
Hey, this is Amalia from Know the Self Mystery School. I know that you are in the midst of massive change. We all are. This is the great turning, the time that we all decided to be here on the planet. Do you know why you came here to be a part of this crazy time? If not, I invite you to join my mystery school. I have a nine-week course called Activate Your Mission. And in this course, you're going to learn how to erect crystal clear boundaries so that you can hear that inner still voice that's going to guide your every move. Even if you're dealing with feeling weighed down by obligation and being enslaved to the system, this course is going to give you the tools you need to illuminate your shadow and awaken to your soul's mission. The moment you sign up to the school, you are going to be greeted by not only a group of soulful spiritual lawyers, but you're also going to get some massive karmic clearings and you're going to feel the energy it's palpable. I hope you'll join me in the school where together we're going to unlock your divine mission. Activate your mission by going to the fringe.fm forward slash soul mission and put in the code word fringe and receive $50 off today. wisdom if uh, you want to call in you can it's 1-800-588-0335 that number is toll free from the United States or Canada if you want to support the show you can you can go to lightingthevoid.com join the members area make a one time donation grab something from our shop and you can grab the altar box to $50 off until New Year's speaking of New Year's this is kind of the topic of discussion is the um, what uh, Dick's calling the astronomical transitions that we're going through, the age of Aquarius that's coming in. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for coming on the broadcast. I'm really enjoying this conversation. You you um you happen to hit on a couple of subjects that I was talking about before you came on, and um, oh good. I I so I got this. Um, I don't know. You know how sometimes people get downloads or whatever, or you have epiphanies in your life that really just, when you see everything kind of line up and the light bulb comes on inside you, right? Well, I was thinking about um, the the triangle and the viewpoint that we have when we're in like polarities of either pain or absolution in uh, pain or brilliance. Like we, we get this idea of this savior if we, like say we're at one point of the triangle, we look to uh, the down the triangle line at the other angle on the right, and we're needing a savior to pull us out of our pain. And then we look at down the triangle to the left at the other angle, and we blame the perpetrators and all this stuff. But I think that this savior energy that you're talking about is the uh, is the the energy that's inside us that is showing us that we're creating this reality based on our you know, what our choices, our thoughts, everything that we do with our energy. It's not um, someone else's fault, so to speak. 
even though people are responsible for what they do, that we just need to change in ourselves and perpetuate a different type of energy on the planet. That's kind of what I was thinking. But isn't that what Jesus pretty much taught? Like, don't worship me. You can do what I can do and more. But you got to, you know, you got to get to that point. You got to wake up, right? Yes. He said, we will. We will do greater things than he did. That's right. And, yeah. and that's because we have the Savior inside us. It's called our soul. And our soul is that chunk of God that is in each of us. And we can call upon that. We can. That's the purpose of meditation, by the way. Any good scientific med meditation is designed to make contact with the soul. And then we can, you know, prayer is kind of like uploading spiritual energy to the spiritual kingdom. Meditation is like downloading spiritual energy from our soul and from the spiritual kingdom. And so between the two of them, they complete the cycle of communication with the spiritual kingdom. That's why they're always said together, prayer and meditation, prayer and meditation. And so that that energy from the soul, when we make contact with it, it's always trying to contact us. Always. Um, but it's eternally patient. Thank God. <laughs> the soul is eternally patient and it will just wait until we start to wake up. And by the time you know that you're a living soul, your soul can now start working with you. And what it does, it downloads its will into our mind, our brain, the computer part of our body. And then the mind translates it into something that we can understand. That's if you're really having a nice, solid contact. That's a very inspiring occurrence. Now, sometimes it'll just happen for a little while. Back to what you said, I couldn't agree more with what you said. We, The Ageless Wisdom teaching says that through the law of rebirth and through the law of cause and effect, karma, we create our lives from moment to moment and day to day because there's this tremendous backlash of whatever we do comes back to us. It's guaranteed. The, the law of karma is absolute. There are great lords, six great lords called the lords of karma. And their job is to institute the law of karma on planet Earth so that it never fails. And so whatever we give out, whatever actions we take, they come back to us. So if, if we cut somebody off in traffic, you can absolutely bet your bottom dollar that some, at some point somebody's going to cut you off in traffic. If we stop and let somebody into a traffic line where it's all backed up and they're waiting to get in, if we stop and let them in, when you're in their place, somebody's going to stop and let you in. That's If you want people to be thoughtful of you and kind to you, we need to be kind and thoughtful of others. It's exactly how it works. So whatever troubles we have, we created in this lifetime or a previous lifetime. And we can create a better life for ourselves by being more thoughtful and by being kind. One of the lower aspects of the law of love, there's all these great laws, um, spiritual laws or, or laws of the universe, whatever you want to call them. Um, there, there are all these laws. And one of them is the law of love. And the law of love is magnetic. It draws things together. It holds, you know, relationships together and, and so on. Well, um, if we give out that love, it comes back to us. That's how it works. It always comes back. It never fails. 
And so whatever good is happening in our lives, we can thank ourselves for that. And whatever is bad happening in our lives, we can thank ourselves for that too. Because, see, here's the thing. This is why getting even never gets even. <laughs> right. If somebody does something to you, don't get revenge because it's not going to, now they're going to owe you back. So if something, somebody does something to you, just let it set. Don't do anything about it. Don't try to get revenge because maybe the balance is even now and you won't have to deal with that person anymore in a negative way. Maybe the law has settled. You know, that's that's why, I mean, people are going to understand this so much better. They're going to understand life so much better when they know about the law of karma. If you were abused by your parents, it's undoubtedly because at some point you abused them. In a previous lifetime, yeah. you were their parent, and you abused them. And and before you were born, your your soul met with the masters or a couple guides, disciples of the masters, and you decided if you wanted to be born to these people, knowing full well they were going to abuse you, but then you would even up the, the balance of karma, and you wouldn't have to deal with them ever again. And you decided, yeah, I want to be born with them. I can handle it. And And so when people start to realize this, Man, they're gonna they're gonna be so much more accepting about their life. They're gonna have so much more sense of peace, peace of mind. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, if yeah, that's that does kind of make sense if it works like that way. I think I do believe in karma. I'm still trying to understand it myself, but uh, yeah, I I think there's some truth to that for sure. It's real basic stuff. It's real basic stuff. If you, I mean, I've seen it happen where I'll do something and then the next day I'll get it right back. It could mm -hmm. be negative. It could be positive. I go, oops, I caused that. <laughs> right. That, yeah, that, that was yeah. because of what I did yesterday. Right, you right. Know? I mean, it works that fast. Sometimes it works that fast. Um, and, I think, and it's I absolute. think, I think love can work that fast too on the opposite end. Yeah. Right. You know, if it's genuine yes. love, a lot of times I think we, we think we're given genuine love, but are we, we, I don't know that I think we got to study love a little bit more to understand it. Uh, let's take this phone call real quick. Maybe we got a question here from uh, 509 area code. You're on the air with Dick Larson. Who are we speaking with? 509. That's you. They hung up. Uh, we must okay. have scared them. That's all right. Uh, so, um, I didn't mean to. No, nah, it's okay. But um, just call back. Maybe it dropped or something. That happens sometimes. Uh, yeah. So. So I have some questions about this stuff a little bit because, um, the, cause man, I got a bunch of questions actually. So where to start here? So is okay. this are essentially, are you talking about theosophy? Um, cause wasn't Alice Bailey a part of the theosophical society? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because that's going to, that word theosophy, there's a lot of opinions around that, right? You hear people talking about. Uh, the uh, theosophists, they worship Lucifer, etc., because certain theosophists wrote about uh, Lucifer or the morning star, etc. So curious That's what you think about that. That's a huge misunderstanding. Lucifer is not Satan. Lucifer is a great angel. It's a huge misunderstanding. So much of this stuff has just been turned upside down. But anyway, I'm not here to defend theosophists at all. Sure, I, um, I As a matter of fact, Benjamin Cram took the next step forward from theosophy. So now we're beyond theosophy, actually. Um, and, and we're into the latest revelation of the ageless wisdom. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, that that was de de definitely part of the ageless wisdom teachings, theosophy. Yeah, and uh, you know, I studied that a little bit of that too. Like, what was the what was the I've done a couple of shows on it too. Like, what was the big deal about Lucifer, right? Why did you know? Because it's all you have to do is say, well, they worship Lucifer. They say it in their book. Read it, and then everybody's oh, right. But it's you know they like, don't worship anybody. But it's like here's the thing: what did the Bible really say about Lucifer to begin with? There's one verse about him that it oh, that Lucifer there? fell. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, Jesus and some of the masters are going to straighten. There's going to be a master in every one of the major religions getting them back on track you know, making suggestions. And, and I mean, it'll be, Christians will love it because they can ask Jesus questions and he'll answer them. Like, what did you mean when you said, or did you really say this yeah. and, and all that they'll be able to, this is a great time to be alive, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> especially, you know, if you, if you want to know about religion, there are going to be people here that can answer for sure. But yeah, that's, that's theosophy was the early stages of the ageless wisdom teachings for sure. Yeah. Right. They say, I, it's, man, I really, I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen here. Cause there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different beliefs about what's going on right now. So even yes. in that, even in that realm, uh, from different aspects, from different points of view, regardless, I think you and I both know that there's some change coming down the pipe and it ain't, it ain't small. Um, let's we'll see, uh, you might want to turn your radio down if you, or turn your radio off. I don't know, or let's see, 509 area code, you're on the air. Who are we speaking with? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear can you. you. Hear yeah. You got to turn your radio off, man, because it's delaying. Sorry, man. Okay. This is Chance. I turned my radio off. Can you hear uh, me? Yeah, what's up, Chance? All right, dude, I'm going to throw you guys for a curveball just to throw the whole conversation off crazy. Nice. We're going to talk about vaccination. <laughs> no, I'm talking. I don't know. We can bring that into the equation. Do you have a question about it? I want to talk to the Christian man. I want to talk to the Christian man about vaccinations if I can. Okay, go ahead. Sir. Can yeah. you hear me, sir? Yeah, this is Dick. Yeah, I grew up Christian, but then I studied all the other world religions. So I guess I'm I'm a liberal Christian. Okay. So that being said, what do we got to know about vaccinations? We're getting into crazy status here. Everybody's talking yeah. about it. We might as well pop it up and just see what you have to hear about it, sir. No disrespect. I just love to hear about the Christian belief on that. Well, I don't know what the Christian belief is on that. I know what the ageless wisdom view is on um, inoculation, and that is medical science is medical science. And if it has been demonstrated that it is effective, then unless you're afraid of the side effects, um, you know, and they, and they can tell you what the side effects might be, uh, it's it's a good way to go if you want protection. I mean, it's it's listen. Science and medicine was given to humanity by the spiritual kingdom. It, it was the 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 more advanced members of our human society are the ones who were given this knowledge to share with humanity. So although science can go way off off kilter, like we can make you know huge bombs and stuff which it probably wasn't meant to be made, um, at least not, not in the number there are now. Uh, but, but basically that stuff is given for our help. If you need to see a doctor, go see a doctor. You know, that kind of thing. 
don't, you know, don't go to a priest to heal you because although the priest may be able to help you out a little bit, if you need a doctor, see a doctor. If you need a psychiatrist, see a psychiatrist. If you need a shot to, so you don't get the flu, get the shot. So, I mean, if, if the vaccination has been tested and proven, you know, like 90% effective or whatever, everybody has free will. I'm not saying you have to get a shot. I'm saying if you want to get the inoculation, it's probably a good idea. That's what I'm saying. But but people should make up their own mind, you know? Yeah. I'll, uh, uh, that's a good question because uh, a lot of people are looking at that, at that as the mark of the beast in a sense, like not that it's being forced. No. But they're no. already, you know, telling you, well, you're not going to be able to ride on a plane, then you're not going to be able to go to school, you're not going to be able to do this. And this this vaccine is different. I, I mean, it's not like the flu vaccine where it puts a virus in you. It it, it actually no, it goes into your RNA. It messes with, doesn't mess with, but it's involved with your genome for sure. It builds, it builds up your immune system. It doesn't put the, the disease in you. That's absolutely right, Joe. And I'll tell you, Joe, this whole thing that's happening on the planet right now where stuff isn't working anymore and we're not feeling represented and, the, and, the, and there's all these problems with justice in the world, um, the, the Me Too movement for women, um, way overdue. The masters were, were the inspiration behind the women's movement in the 70s and still are. I mean, women women need to have their rightful place beside the rest of you in, in, uh, with the rest of humanity. Um, the whole thing about racial injustice and all that, this is a bunch of crap that we've got to get rid of, and only we can do it. Now, this stuff doesn't happen overnight, but when there's all these problems going on and now a pandemic, what happens, Joe, is fear starts to take over. And so you get afraid of inoculations. You get afraid of the advice the, the CDC is giving you about the coronavirus. We get afraid of our neighbor. We get afraid of each other. You know, and, and what comes out of fear is usually anger. Um, and so it's it's very, very challenging time to make it through with a level head. And all I'm saying is don't let this fear overwhelm you guys. You know, don't, don't, don't. Just be cautious. Use your normal, everyday, common sense and take necessary precautions about who you trust and who you don't trust. You know, all the normal stuff. Um, don't go down a dark alley in the middle of the night. You know, all the common sense stuff. But, but try to live as much of a normal life as you can and try to accept those around you as pretty decent people unless they prove otherwise. And the same thing with modern science, you know. Um, try not to let the fear overwhelm you. Maitreya comes to remove fear. He says fear is useless. Fear is more worse than useless. It hurts us. It holds us back. I'll tell you, the, the people that handle fear aren't the people that aren't afraid. You look at a fireman. A fireman looks at a building that's fully involved, and he's got to go in there because there's three people in there that he's got to get out. He is afraid. But what does he do? Does he let the fear stop him? No. He goes through the fear and goes in the building anyway, and we call that courage. You can't demonstrate courage unless you're afraid. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the yin and the yang. It, it, that's the way the world works. you got to have fear or you don't need courage. Yeah, true. 
That's true. Yeah. Th and uh, thank you for your question, Chance. It's a good question, actually. It needs to be taught because that's what's going on right now. Like, Absolutely. It needs to be talked about, it, at least. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, brother. Thanks for your call. Great question. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, uh, for some reason I can't hear him. I don't know what's going on. I've been having weird technical issues the whole time. But either way, we heard your question loud and clear. Thanks, Chance. Good to see you, you again, brother. questions, Joe. Well, I think... Um, I think that it's okay. Like I, I'm all for talking about this stuff. Okay, like I think you should be able to talk about it. Um, one person should be able to say, sure. "I think the vaccine is okay. I think it's okay." In my opinion, if you want to protect yourself, you should do it. Another person should be able to say loud and clear that you know that there are vaccines out there that have actually caused certain things to happen to people. And this one, we don't know anything about. Uh, you know, I've got personal friends whose children got messed up from vaccines pretty bad. And, you know, if you have a certain fear about it, there's always a risk, always going to be a risk when you take yeah. a vaccine, right? So, but my, the bigger point is, is two people should be able to talk about it without fear of discussing the matter and all the yes. polarities in the media trying to make us hate each other and go at it and all this other stuff. We should be able to have a reasonable discussion about the matter and come to our own decisions, you know? Bingo. Come to your own decision. That's absolutely right. But get get the facts. Get some information. Do your homework first. Then make your own decision. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So if this if there are, according to prophecy, if there are these, and I'm not trying to take this to a bad place. I'm just trying to become aware, right? So if there yeah. are um, these beautiful, loving forces coming into the world, then yes. would it be fair to say that there are forces out there trying to stop that from happening as well. Big time. Absolutely. The dark forces, they're called by the ageless wisdom. And these are real and they're huge. Now, there's no devil. There's no Satan, according to the ageless wisdom. But there, there are forces. See, the good forces try to create and sustain evolution. The growth, actually what evolution is, is it's a return from physical back to spirit by perfecting ourselves. Then there's something called involution. Involution is, comes from the spiritual universe and is a created body, like, like our bodies are here in a physical form. We were created by the process of involution, scientists call it. Well, the forces that cause involution, that cause spirit, that cause energy to become physical, those forces can overlap. And so if you look at a circle, and the top is the spiritual universe, and the bottom is the physical universe, and, and you go around the right side of the circle down to the physical universe, the forces that create that are the forces of involution, then if you go from the bottom up the left side up back up to the spiritual world, that's the cycle of life. From spirit to physical back to spirit. That's where we're all going. That's where the planet's going. Everything is, is evolving that way. Well, when you get down to the bottom, then the forces of evolution take over and start to move you up the left side if you learn and grow. But the forces from the right side, the evolutionary forces, when they slop over and try to hold back evolution, they become what we call evil, the dark forces.
So they go beyond their turf. They go beyond their territory onto the evolutionary side and try to hold things back. That's evil. That's the forces of evil. They're very real. There are they're huge. The, you know there are huge archangels and so on on the yeah. evolutionary side. Right. While there are there are huge beings just as big on the involutionary side. What we could call either forces of evil or the dark forces. Now the more you talk about them, the more power you give them. So I don't want to talk about them for too long. But they're real. And let me tell you, they know their time is over, because they know. This is it. From here on, the planet is going to get more and more evolved, more and more sacred, more and more kind and loving and just, and more and more heavenly, to use a word. And we're going to turn this planet into heaven on earth is what we're going to do. Um, and they know that. They see the end coming, and they're fighting tooth and nail. Let me tell you, anybody they can get a hold of and, and overtake to work for them they will do it. And the more powerful position that person is in, the more they want to get them. And I, if a person totally gives themselves over to the dark forces, they're very easy to spot. I totally feel that. And it's like th this whole thing about, uh, you know, we don't battle against flesh. This is my point where we like to point our fingers, right, and say this person did this, this person did that. Yes. It's not a person. That person has love inside them, too, for them. It's the forces that are going, that are working in and out of everybody that are doing this stuff. Even like in your life, when you, you ever notice how when you st and I, I learned, started learning this in my twenties when I started following my dreams, when you move to the thing that you feel like you're meant to do or that's loving to you or, or that makes you feel love or any kind of divinity, even your closest relatives will try to stop you in certain ways or problems. Something will come up. Yep. Yeah. Something always comes up. Right. And I used to yep. think, man, well, I'm cursed. But I started really studying it stuff, this stuff, and I'm like, whoa, these are guideposts. When forces come out to try to stop you from being happy and loving, think about that for a second. Doskalos yes. talked about this too. Who he used to, he actually uh, taught the Theosophical Society. He was one of the hidden masters they they wrote about. You know, uh, Doskalos or Doctor Stylianos Ateshlos from the island of uh, Cyprus. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, he's a Christian mystic fantastic uh -huh. stuff um Good. but yeah he talked about that that these elementals are they they work in and out of everybody and i don't elementals, I, that's exactly yeah, right i don't focus on that to to think about the bad stuff i focus on that because most of society can relate and understand to that so it, they kind of wake up and say oh because we've all heard you know we just need to love each other more and you know, people are, yeah, right. That's, of course, that's an of course thing to people. But it is, of course, it's more, it's bigger than you think. It's like, that's, it'll fix everything, actually. That's all we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a tall order. You know, I think we need to take it one step at a time because sure. Jesus taught love 2,000 years ago and look where we're at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't learned that lesson very well. I'll tell you a good place to start. It's one of the lowest levels of, of the energy of love and it's called harmlessness if you can't help them and you can't love them at least don't hurt them Even now just yeah, i want your right. audience to just think about this for a second just imagine the entire planet with nobody hurting anybody whoa that'd be a different world wouldn't it and that's without all the love stuff yeah we haven't even got to that that's point just harmlessness you know mm -hmm. i haven't even got to that point yeah 
That's a good goal for everybody. Be as harmless as you can. Whether it's to animals or to nature or to the air we have to breathe or to each other. Be as harmless as you can. Yeah, absolutely. So in the ageless wisdom, and I think yes. Benjamin Krim also talked about this too, uh, the seven rays, right? The seven rays were talked about um, by him as well. Of the first ray is will or purpose. The, so Alistair Crowley, an occultist, this is about how far he got was the first ray. Uh, yeah. Okay, then you have the second ray of love and wisdom, the third ray of active and creative intelligence, and then you have these rays of attribute. Uh, right. Harmony, thought, conflict, beauty, and art. Uh, so, if you ever get around harmony, con uh, conflict, or harmony through conflict in your life, or beauty, or <laughs> art, if you're in that energy, guess what? You're in the fourth ray energy, and it's good stuff. It's coming, right? Yeah. And then you got yes. the fifth ray of concrete science or knowledge, sixth ray of abstract idealism or devotion. Here is what I want to talk to you about. The seventh ray is of, is of ceremonial order or magic, or ritual, or organization, okay? Um, yep. That scares people, but listen, when Jesus healed the blind guy, what did he do? He made a ritual out of it. He rubbed his fingers in the dirt and rubbed it in his eyes, and he, you know, thanked God. He made a ceremony of it, right? He made it a big deal and healed the guy. And there's a, um, a verse in Revelations that I always thought about when they talk about the the woman of Babylon who had written on her head mystery and all this stuff is because the powers that be that run this earth understand the seventh ray and they don't really want you to do anything but be afraid of it. Or we're the ones that carry the cloth, you know. And I, I'm not saying they all do that, but they've definitely used it and the mysteries and magic and ritual and the powers of how that works to run things in the world. Would you agree? Yes, I, I would agree. You know, there is such a thing, by the way, as black magic. And black magic is real. And my advice to your listeners would be don't mess with it. And one of the things that the Ageless Wisdom advises against is Ouija boards. That is a real easy way for the dark forces to get to you. So I wouldn't mess with the Ouija board. And there are other dark forces, you know. They're not like they were in the old days. In the old days, people could literally turn, on, using black magic, turn a person into a pig. Now, we can't do that anymore. But that was real at one time. Now, these, these may I talk about the rays for a minute, Joe? Sure, yeah, yeah. For the purposes of your audience, let's get down to real basics. A ray is an energy. There are seven primary energies that make up everything we see and don't see. Seven energies. It's, that's why it's no accident that there are seven notes on a musical scale. There are seven colors in the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. There are seven days in the week. None of that is an accident. It's because there are seven primary energies, the ageless wisdom calls them rays, but they're energies that make up everything we see and don't see by the different combinations of these energies, which are, you know, in the millions, how you can combine them. Sure. And here's the deal. Each of us is made up of certain ones of these seven energies. 
we have a mind. Our mind is dominated by one of the seven energies. Our emotions are dominated by one of the seven energies. Our physical body is dominated by one of the seven energies. And our soul is in one of the seven energies, which means it's in the ashram of that particular energy, whoever is the master over that energy. So these energies change in our bodies um, from lifetime to lifetime, and that's what gives us our personalities. Mm. So if you take a lot of, if you have a lot of fourth ray, then you're very easily hurt. Your feelings are very easily hurt, but you're very artistic. Yeah, um, you also can create beautiful things, and you also love easily too. I think in that sense, like yes. sensitive people yes, love true. very well. You just gotta, you have to be compassionate about their sensitivity. That's all. Yes, the second ray is the ray of love wisdom. So the the, the second ray, most Americans have a second ray soul, the, the, the love. Benjamin Krem said, the world is waiting for America to wake up to its soul yeah, because, yeah. America will, because America will save the world. America's generosity will save the world. That's what he said. And that's because we're a second ray country. And most of our our, our People have a second ray soul, which means the, the love soul. You know that. I mean, that's that's the soul of love. Maitreya is a second ray teacher. Now the seventh ray takes all this energy stuff from the other rays and makes it physical in the world, makes it real in the world. So you can't have a bunch of fourth rays without any seventh ray, or you're not going to be able to make that painting. You'll have it in your mind, but you can't put it on paper, you know? So, so the seventh ray makes things concrete. And the seventh ray is the incoming ray for humanity right now. That's how we're going to be able to create a new world, new institutions through the seventh ray of, of, of concrete energy putting all those ideas to work. It's it, the energies, the rays are real interesting, but it's basically energies that make up everything we see and don't see with the different combinations. You know, a four, six here and a two, four there and a seven, five over there. And you know, that, that there's, make a, yeah, the, there's some, there's some real truth to that. And I think too, in the numerology as well, if you really study it, you yep. know, like not like yep. magazine numerology, but really study it, you know, uh, we got a caller here. We're going to, Look, this is a live show, so we're going to take this call. This uh, anonymous, unknown caller on line one. Who are we speaking with? Hey, brother. Yeah, it's Rohan from the chat in Discord. Hey, what's up, Rohan? It's good to hear from you. First time I heard yeah. you. Yeah, you. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah, first time I called him, man. Nice one, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying the show. Love, loving hearing the guests. I'm desperate to ask some questions, though. Just just a couple, and I've got a quick couple of comments sure. to make as well. First. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just mention on the vaccines, because it's prominent... It was a good point you made there. I like to say that um, with the fear of the vaccines, although I don't agree with none of it, do me reading, you get nocebo effects. So if you start getting worried and then you take it, you could cause it yourself. There might be right. nothing in it. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'll make that point. And um, the saviors. I've saved myself. You're absolutely right. You've got to be our own saviors. And we are because we demoralize ourselves if we're not. And also, I thought I had a situation, right going into details, where I live my own worst nightmare. Okay, and I thought the Buddha was going to save me, and I prayed for it, and something happened, and I thought the Buddha was helping me, but it won't, it won't. That was just my my carrot. So that because it turns out, I, in hindsight, I had to do everything. I had to graft it, mm -hmm. but facing it, all of what I had to do, being told that at the beginning, never would have done it. 
Exactly, you know right? For a, yeah. period, for a period, about over two months, my nervous system, because I suffered with acute anxiety, shut down 17 times. Wow. It was that bad. It was that bad, brother. But I got through it, and, and, and that's, but that's how much it took, because what I was trying to escape from was that big. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how much effort it took. So, you know, so there was that. But the other point I wanted to make about Ascended Masters, I wanted to ask, are these, like, regular people walking among us, working at the cheese factory, or what? Or, or, or the, can they do walk-ins? I mention this because during this astonishing period of my life, I swear I met one. Yep. Do you know what I mean? But it's, how do you know? It was just so strange, but something felt soft about this guy. I wondered if he had some kind of special needs. He had a white wolf. I've never seen a wolf before. You know, it was just the weirdest guy I've ever met. He had a wolf that was like, uh, like being his companion. Like it looked like a wild wolf. Yeah, like yeah, like his pet. He had no lead. He had nothing. It just it didn't pay no attention to him. Eh? He walked four feet in front of him constantly. And I huh. thought, this is a weird situation. You know, I just thought yes. it was odd. And then other people used to say stuff to me, these random people that were significant and about stuff in my life, little snippets. And I just yep. ignored them because you don't know, do you? Do you know what I mean? It's only in hindsight yeah. I can put it together. So I just wondered, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you want to say speak on that, uh, Dick? I'd love to. The masters, especially Maitreya and Jesus, and the master in Tokyo. There are there are fourteen masters in physical bodies on the planet right now. Um, there's a master in New York. There's a master in the San Bernardino Mountains out here in the West. There's a master in London. That's Maitreya. There's a master in Rome. That's the master Jesus. There's a master in Darjeeling, uh, in India. There's a master in Tokyo, um, and so on. The these they're in physical bodies, but here's the thing. They are masters over all the energies of our planet. You know, they're not subject to gravity like you and I. You know, if they don't want to obey the law of gravity, they don't have to because they're beyond that. Well, they can appear and disappear at will. They can make a body appear right in front of you that is solid as could be. You can shake their hand. And, and then in 30 seconds, they disappear. The masters do that. They've been doing that for 25 years. Benjamin Krem published a magazine. It's still available. It's a monthly magazine called Share International. I'm a volunteer for this worldwide organization of Share International who are trying to get out the information that Benjamin Krem was teaching um, now that he's unable to do it anymore. And so... Share International Magazine, if you wrote into Benjamin Krem about an experience with somebody, he would ask his master if it was a legitimate experience of a master. And if it was, he would publish that letter in Share Magazine and at the bottom reveal which master it was. Most of them are Jesus or Maitreya. They can appear as a homeless person. They can appear as an aged, an older person, a younger person, a man, a woman, wealthy, poor, any, they can appear any way they want to. Now, there are usually three ways that you know you've seen a master, maybe four. Um, number one, there's something in the eyes that's really special. Either they're real deep or they're beautiful or they, the eyes just kind of grab you. Something about the eyes is special. That's one way. 
Another way that people typically know they've seen a master is that for no reason at all, all of a sudden they're just totally happy. They're filled with joy and there's no reason to be that happy. That was probably a master giving you the energy of joy and love. A third way that people know that they've seen a master is it's a very ordinary occurrence. You see a homeless man on a park bench, but you can't get him out of your mind. He keeps coming back and coming back and coming back like your caller's um, comments that were made to him. He can't get him out of his mind. Those were probably comments mm -hmm. made by a master. And so they will do that. The, the fourth way you know you've seen a master is you look and you see this person walking down the sidewalk. 15 seconds later, you turn over there and they're completely gone. They disappeared and there's oh. nowhere they could have gone. That was a master. You know what? They what? used to. It's funny you should mention that. What, what Sorry, happened? Did that happen? It does. That exactly. Exact things happened to me, brother. I, I literally. This is going to sound like a joke, right? But this. Look, I've, I've come from a dysfunctional upbringing. I've got a mum that's got bipolar disorder. So sometimes things have got messy. Yeah, right? sure. And I've had a situation where you know, so I've had a situation where she put me on the street before years ago after my dad had died, and I was I was in despair. I had no money in my pocket. I was hungry. And I, and I jokingly, for the first time in life, prayed to God. And I was like, come on, now give me a sign, because this is the time, brother. Yeah, I need and, a break. I, I yeah, I've been there before, for sure. Like, yeah. I, this is yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this is it. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I was on the way. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I was, I was walking, nowhere, not knowing where to go. And I was heading towards the red light area. And I was thinking, I'm not doing that, surely. You know right. what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So I did this prayer for the first time in life. And it happened straight away. A guy taps on the bus stop. It's made of glass. And it was his ring that caught my attention. And I looked at him, and I'm not joking. It was the classic, cliche, stereotypical of God. Really? It's like it was a joke. And I, and I walked a few more steps. I thought, it, must, it can't be waving at me. Do you know what I'm saying? And right. he had a dapper cane. He had an amazing suit. This lovely gold that wasn't bling bling. It looked the real deal. And then right. and I took seven steps. And I thought, I'm going to talk to this guy. And he's gone. Seven yeah. steps, bro. It was at a bus stop, yeah. maybe a bus came, but our fact is on that bus in seven steps and the bus had got to pull off as well. It just seemed odd. And that, and that guy that I told you with the white wolf, he told me he could levitate. He told me the reason he learned how to do it, he says he does martial arts in his head all the time. He's awake. And it taught <laughs> him how crazy. to levitate. That's awesome, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He told me how to yep. find him so, as well. So but, after that, uh, I'm just curious. So after you had this experience, either with the guy in the gold or the guy with the wolf, yeah, did yeah. things change for you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. dramatically. It's all internal stuff. This is the thing. This is a strange thing, right? The, the, right. This, this is, I don't know if you've experienced this, Joe, or you guessed in that, but sometimes I find that the stuff that's happening inside is also existentially happening in the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And even in your, yeah, you're so, yeah. in the world and in your personal story too, synchronistically, mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the one. It's crazy. So yeah. Like, oh man, I've had so many weird stuff in my life. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll get off the phone. To someone else. But thanks for call. calling, Rohan. It's good to hear you, brother. Yeah. yeah, you too, guys. Man, keep it all. Keep up the good work, both of you. You're doing brilliant. Those, those were masters. I'm sure of it. That's cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. That, that's how much they love us. See, they never judge us. This is something that I can't wait for Christians to learn and for everybody on the planet to learn, that they don't judge us because they were us. 
look, they went through humanity just like we are. They did everything that we, they've killed people, they've been killed. They've deserted people, they've been deserted. You know, that they've done everything that we've done and learned all the lessons that planet Earth has to teach so they don't need to be on planet Earth anymore. So they ascend and become a permanent consciousness uh, in what we call the spiritual universe. Thank goodness they hung around planet Earth uh, 63 of these great beings to inspire humanity behind the scenes. Well, now it's time for them to come forward to us. But that's what—that's how much they love us. See, they just love us. They don't, they don't ever judge us. We judge ourselves. The day of judgment is when we die. It's, it's written in all the books about after-death experiences or near-death experiences. They're called many things, especially children will die and come back. And, and they've been interviewed and, and written up in books. And they'll say they, they looked at their life, they had a life review. And they looked at how everything they did and said affected other people negatively or positively. And they were asked to learn from that. Interesting. And then they yeah. came back. Well, that's what we do. We judge ourselves. They don't judge us. They just love us. That's how much they love us. They'll show up. These masters never waste energy. So when they showed up to your caller, they were there dead serious, wanting to help him, let him know he's not alone, and let you him know, know he's loved, and to let him know his prayers are answered. They gave so much energy to give you that they just had to make it a, a present. That was it. Yes. That's it. Yes. You know, I, I know what they created that wolf. Yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Because when he's talking about that desperate moment where, you know, like, I'd need if there was ever a time that I, you really existed and you could give me a break, this would be it, right? It's a super yeah. desperate moment, right? Like a moment of complete vulnerability, and all they got to do is show up at like just for a little bit, bink, changes something. That's it. Absolutely. That's amazing, actually. That's really that's really cool. Uh, I, I want to take one more caller. We got to make it quick because I got a couple questions I want to ask you before we let you go here. But it's uh, I think I don't know. Is this five zero nine? Is this five zero nine area code? Who are you speaking with? It's Chance. Well, Chance, you calling back again, brother? Did we not get you straightened out or what? What's up? Yeah, you guys got me completely straight. I just want to let everybody know that, yeah, there may not be a whole lot of hope, but I hope there's some hope. That's all I got to say to you guys. <laughs> oh, there's, there's you hope. Joe. I love, love you too, brother. Man. There's definitely hope. All right. Good, good, good deal. So That's what my message is. There's hope for the future. We're going to turn this planet around. Yeah, hope hope is a real thing, and it's a it's a hope is actually a symbol that a lot of that you will see in your life if you are experiencing this in all kinds of different forms. Watch, I bet you one of you guys tomorrow are going to see a sign that says hope or something on it, like a road sign or a, or something or a happy face or a happy face. Yeah. Pay yep. attention to the synchronicities for sure. All right, so you we're going to log out of the phones, and uh, go ahead. Real quick, you were talking about how when you try to do the right thing, a loving thing, sometimes there are blockages that come up. Sure. And the one thing I wanted to say about that is, according to the ageless wisdom, we're never given a problem we can't handle. Doesn't mean we won't. But we're only, give, we're only given as big a problem as we're capable of handling. That's one of the things that the masters do for us when the dark forces try to interfere. The masters will keep those problems down to a size that we can manage if we really make up our minds. I just wanted people to know that. Well, um, I think what you're doing is good, too. I, there, I have questions. You know, I just like, um, I like to be able to talk about these things without judgment. 
I don't care if it's vaccines. I don't care if it's good and evil. We've got to right. get to at least to that point in a compassionate kind of way where we can have an open discussion without the, the, the vitriol, the hate, the polarity, um, all of that stuff, or we're not going to get anywhere. I mean, we're, we're, we will get there, though. I think we will get there because of what you're talking about, connection and groups and bringing people together. Because I can tell just in the little group that we have here, we're all here because we've experienced some of the same things. And we're all here because we've had some of the same pains. Wonderful? Yeah. Yep. And we have some of the yep. same desires and we want to talk about it. And we don't all agree, but at least we love each other enough that we can talk about it. Yes. You yeah, know. Wonderful. So, question. yeah, the, the, my second question here is, if I remember the Ageless Wisdom right, or Benjamin Krim, uh, the book in the Ageless Wisdom, he talked about how that the pyramids of Egypt were constructed with mantra, right? Didn't he yes, talk sound. about that? With sound. Now that sounds completely wackadoo, but if if what we talked about last night, and this is so synchronistic about how the laws of physics work and the mind works with co-creating your reality, it could be possible that somebody could tap in to that, but I got to tell you, that's a stretch. That's for some reason... I get that yeah. piercing doubt in my mind when I hear those things. Yeah. Yeah, we lost a lot of that um, science and that knowledge um, during, during, uh, during the time when we, when we blew each other up. See, the masters thought about, about 100,000 years ago, the masters thought that maybe if they give us science, maybe we'll evolve quicker. And they gave us science, and we didn't have enough of a brain, um, a mind. We were mostly emotional humanity. You know, we started out as animal man, then we got feelings, and then we got the mind. And, and it was over time that we got this well. We took this science, and we got mad at each other, and we blew each other up. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the Atlantean age. That was, that was why Atlantis is under the sea, like in the Mediterranean, around the shores, on, in the, under the water. They found these buildings, the, the city of Atlantis down there. Well, that's because we blew ourselves up, and that was Noah's flood. We blew up pieces of, of the land, fell into the ocean, and that was the uh, Atlantis um, destruction. And then the master said, okay, we have got to retreat and let humanity evolve on their own for a while. And so they did. The masters live in the mountains and desert regions of the world, and they inspire the the more evolved of our species behind the scenes. They're the ones that answer our prayers, not God. They answer our prayers uh, because they're closer to humanity. They were us. They understand us completely, totally, 100%. So that was the story of Atlantis, and that's the story of of Noah's Ark and the flood and all that is, is a sim- symbolism of the time of Atlantis. Well, that was 98,000 years ago, and now it's time for the masters to walk amongst us and make suggestions and help us dig ourselves out of this mess. I'm telling you, even Benjamin Krem's master said within two years of Maitreya coming forward, which I think he'll do within the next three years, um, it's not official, but that's my best best idea, you're going to see him on TV worldwide, hooked up by, by radio, uh, on TV, and TV, you're going to see him. He's going to address all of humanity at once, and there's three ways you'll know it's him and not the Antichrist. Number one, you will feel the love of God in your heart like you've never felt it before. 
before. Mm. He's going to send out his love to humanity. Number two, he's, his lips aren't going to move. He's going to talk to you telepathically in your native language. It'll be a very weird experience. And the third way you'll know it's him is that when he's done, there'll be press reports from around the world that while he was talking for those 35, 45 minutes, hundreds of thousands of people were miraculously healed. And in these three ways, you'll know that this is the teacher and we can either follow his suggestions or not. Wow. That's well, that's a good way to end this because we, we have to get out of here, <laughs> but that's a good way to, to end the show right there. So thank, thank you for coming on the broadcast and sharing this with us. If, real quick Joe, though, you since are, you, you are really awesome, keep up the good work. Oh, thanks man. <laughs> you are, you are too. I appreciate I love that. being on your show. Thanks a lot. I, now if it, anybody wants to get a hold of you, do you have social media pages or anything like that um, you want to share? No, I don't. Good. Um, You're probably smart then. Good. <laughs> well, I don't because I'm just a volunteer. I'm just one of about 3,000 volunteers around the world that are doing this. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a website, www.share-international, all spelled out, socal, S-O-C-A-L, dot org. Not dot com dot org share international socal s-o-c-a-l dot org they can go there and get all kinds of information all righty well thank you so much for coming on again it was a real pleasure having you on the show me too thanks joe all right guys we're gonna get out of here open lines tomorrow night can't believe it's already friday take in the show take in this week give me your feedback give us some support we support you we love you Tigger Teaching is coming up next to Ryan Gable. You guys have a good night.